Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Okay, we're here with Davis Arini. Davis Arini's in town. Hey, hey, how's it going, folks? He's heading back, making his pilgrimage back to Calgary. It's the right time of year for it. Yeah, right, you're going up... Right at the beginning of January. Yeah, it's Calgary's nice in January. You were waiting for the winter solstice or whatever it was for the for the days to start getting longer. Exactly. Like right. I, I was taking advantage of all that really good, humid Tennessee weather when all the ticks and mosquitoes and chiggers come out. Right. And you now that that's that. gone, I said, you know what? You know what? Frozen North. Frozen <laughs> North is where I want to be. And you have Space Dog. I finally met Space Dog. Yeah, I'm disappointed nobody recognized her in your last video. Bunch of people saw her. They didn't know it was Space Dog. They, they didn't. They didn't put two and two together. Well, she's not a celebrity yet. She's no lassie. She is a ten out of ten dank meme. What is a ten out of ten dank meme? It's the dankest of danks. Is this a no? Look, because you young. <laughs> okay, you assholes. Space Dog you is in, a meme. I don't care what anybody says. I know you made a meme out of it, and I I learned three years ago what a meme was from you. Now, what's dank meme? Is this a thing, or is this something you just pulled out of your ass? Dank is when a meme is really, really good. It's it's not that it's not that garbage stuff that your neighbor down the street grew and put together in Photoshop. Okay, it's, right, it's right, from right, the right. deepest bowels and recesses of the internet. Did Somebody's someone, been urinating did, in a circle around it, and yeah. did someone who was objective say, "Dude, that's a dank meme"? Yes, I did. Okay, never mind. So this is not. <clears throat> Then people recognized the dog. Everyone liked the dog. Hey, just they said, ask "Oh, it's a nice dog." I'm not. I'm not questioning whether people like the dog. It's just you made it sound like people were supposed to recognize. Oh, that's space dog. And then I'm like, "Oh, who was it?" Undertow will back me up on this. So what? Under I, for a while, they changed the, his profile oh, the, picture. The guy, space the dog. guy that who has a, a podcast YouTube site that he does maybe once a month. <laughs> You know what? He's he's got a he's uh, hang on. What's the term I want to use for this? What's the term I want to come up with it crafty, clever, and but precise and accurate. He's got a period podcast. That's what that's what he has. A period podcast once a month. Maybe he maybe he gets into that mood. He starts he, spotting a bit and he, logging into YouTube. He starts he and he produces. Never mind. That's going down a dark. Okay, so he has a period podcast. Look at that. See now my period podcast idea will get more dank meme status than Space Dog. It, you can't get more dank than Space okay, Dog. Okay, alright, alright. Anyway, so Dave Zarini is here. Um, and well, before we, we were going to we were gonna go down, I'm like, wait a minute, let's just get this out on the pod instead of us having conversations that aren't being recorded because we're fucking geniuses. Let's record this because this is germane. I don't like drama, but this is somewhat pertinent. Why don't you explain... What's going on with the... Is it Kim Kardashian? Uh, it is... No, it's uh, uh, Lil' Kim? Uh, it is... Uh, Milo. Milo Kim? No, no, it's not Milo. 
I think it's Polish. <laughs> There's a Vich in there somewhere. Yeah, uh, you guys Nero might have Vich? heard. Yeah, Cernovich! Yeah. Oh, Cernovich. There, there's been a bunch of drama going down between Cernovich and an ex-employee, and, uh, and listen, I don't want to comment on any of that. Alright? I, I just... Yeah, that, and we're not commenting on it. We want to make a larger point. We're commenting we're gonna, yeah. on the commenting of the commenting. This, right. is, this is like the third derivative away. This is like, we are not the professional athletes. We're the pre-pre-post-pre-game show. Exactly. We're we're not we're not the the sports game the sports ball. And we're not analysts. even the live commentators. We're, we're the uh, the the supplement salesman. All right, but explain to everybody what happened in the game because not every I'd assume on my channel most people don't tune into this. Okay, what happened is that Cernovich had Cernovich has recently started distancing himself from the alt right. Uh, it started with the Richard Spencer thing where there's right. an unfortunate Nazi salute done by two Jews and a Korean porn star. Right. And uh, he radically distanced himself from Richard Spencer for that. Right. And one of his employees recently went out and tweeted that 95% of the media is owned by Jews. Which okay. is a... As, well, I don't think it's actually 95%. No, I don't think it's 95%. I mean, it, disproportionately it, it's, relative it's to the lot. population. Yeah, maybe. It's over but, 50, I think. No, I would... I, 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 we regardless. Regardless, it doesn't matter. A disproportionate percentage of, the, of Jews own media companies. Exactly, and if you're a Republican, you have to support Israel before America, you know? Um, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. So th this guy tweets this out, and now previously Cernovich has talked about this, right. but now that he's getting more popular in the mainstream, right. he's distancing himself from it, so it turned into a huge spat with all sorts of drama. All right, let's stop right here, because I, and this is part of the point I want to make, why would that necessarily cause huge Rifts or drama between Mike and uh, his assistant or his worker or whatever. Well, and this this is the point I'd like to get across. Like my an analysis of this whole thing mm. is that both sides are assholes. All right. Yeah, so you personally don't like these people very much. I listen. I'm not about to go start a pogrom against either of them. Right. But I'm not about to sign up with either of them. I'm with uh, I'm with Roosh on this. You know what? We got Donald Trump elected. I worked hard to do it. You worked hard. To, we sure. we did everything we could. You know what? There's not really anything for you or me or Roosh to do. And to I'm, get I am thought about right. Exactly. I'm not interested in these daily political battles. But what what I see standing over here on the sidelines and not picking a side in this fight is uh, I see one side that want to yell about the Jews constantly, even when it doesn't make any sense. Right. And I see another side that's trying to be politically correct so it can go Hollywood, so it can be more popular. Okay. And I see cynicism on both sides of this whole thing. And this, this is really the more the point that we're getting to, is that you know, who, who are considered the leaders in society right now? Uh, not soldiers, not our politicians, uh, movie stars are. Uh, who who's the number one political commentator? Uh, well, it was John Stewart. Oh, now it's yeah. Stewart. I was about to say I don't know the two dipshits that came after him, but it, you know, and even if you look at Fox News, uh, Bill O'Reilly is like the number okay. one Fox News, and he's an asshole. He contradicts himself. He's talks over guests. Right. But so those are the, and so now you're saying we want one of our guys to go and get in there, someone from the non-traditional news media, someone from say the uh, organic internet media to get there and this infighting is stupid and doesn't help anybody well except it's also it's the only way that you get in 
You know, Craig Langley has been criticizing Cernovich for this. But here's the thing. If you want to be... If you want to go Hollywood, if you want to have a reach of a million people mm-hmm. or ten or whatever, right? Uh, you have to do Milo Yiannopoulos. You exactly, uh, or you could go the other route and you could do Andrew Anglin and shout about Jews and Nazis all the time. Okay, you have to go to this extreme level um, to rise be- above the chatter, to it, get retweeted or re- or forwarded or shared. Right. Okay. Uh, didn't didn't Lauren Southern publish a book recently, Aaron? If you call the book it's 90, 90, pages. 90 pages here's here's what's funny about the book the book is that you think with a title like this and, and i'm paraphrasing because i don't remember the exact book it's like how the baby boomers immigrants and muslims ruin the millennial generation now you would think you could get more than 90 pages out of some of these you know 30 pages a shot at the baby boomers immigration and terrorists or muslims you know, I I think the the introductory to each of those topics would be more than thirty pages. But she came up with ninety pages total for what really should be around at least a three to five hundred page book. You know what? You could find four or five hundred pages just um, by going Return of, of Kings, Captain Capitalism, right. Stairs to the World, right. da da da, and you could you could find it's been done. We've but, discussed it. Right, but here, here's the thing: comparing Cernovich and Milo and uh, what would we call it, shock journalism or whatever, Th- that's not analogous to Laura Southern because, frankly, Laura Southern, I know people say she's, I don't listen to it because, and I'm sorry because I've been tuned off. I've been turned off. If I see a hot, pretty chick, I'm just going to assume dits and got by by her tits. There is and, a and, short list that I consider exceptions to that list, okay. that would, but it, they are exceptions that prove the rule. Right, and, and if I have my day and my time, limited resources, limited time that I have, I'm not going to go... I mean, Laura Southern could be really intelligent, but when I see a 90-page book come out and it's already ranked very highly, it's like that's a 90-page book and all these guys who are thirsty and don't stand a shot with her... Unless It's sex. She's not selling political analysis. She's selling tits and ass with a 90-page book. Now, which which is fine. Get there however you want. Uh, it, it's a different route. Hey, hey, good for her for good making for her. some money. Fine, but don't... Please don't sit with me late night drinking scotch, trying to keep up with us on political advancing political theories or economic research or observations. Just, just don't do it. Go, you know. This is gonna sound bad because I'm really not like this. Get your ass in the kitchen and go fetch me another fucking scotch. <laughs> All right. Shut up. The 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 big adults, the boys are talking now, sweetheart. So, but again, I've been untuned. I've been tuned out. I've been unplugged this this election cycle. I've not paid any attention. And so all of a sudden this shit hits my feed because I know I have a bunch of people that are following. You know, it'll 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 sign it. Don't worry. I, oh my gosh, Cernovich this, Cernovich that, and that's why I say, okay, what the fuck happened now? Well, and listen, and, let, and, and that's me... why I brought you in here to kind of because then we got to a point where it's like, ah, this is what's happening. I think we should point this out. Okay, and and this is this and this point actually comes from the rational redhead. You know, one of one of the list of females that I one mentioned. of the list of females who is is rarely good looking. And not a dumb fucking cunt. Yes, she's actually intelligent. Yes. Yes, and, and so I want to be very clear. Talking about this sounds like sour grapes. Uh, it it, it, it a, sort but, of is. It is well, a little it, bit. No, no. It, it, yeah, sure, fine. It can be. But the point we're going to make at the end is going to... It, it's a point that needs to be made. Exactly. Because it, it's basically, who do you trust? And that's who... And, and, and maybe not even who do you trust, but who are these people? Uh, are you Machiavellian? Are you an artist? Are you a purist? 
why I want to know what your incentives are so that when it comes time for me to do business with someone or I go to a meetup and I pour myself a scotch, who do I want to talk to? And you know what? This Zarius was pointing this out, saying, what is anti-feminism even for uh -huh. anymore? My last blog post was about this. But then uh, Rational Redhead, uh, Miss Locken goes, uh, Mrs. Locken goes and uh, points out... <coughs> it's Lokeen. Lokeen? No, it's Loken. Okay. I just... But we should start calling her Loken. Mrs. Lokeen. Mrs. Lokeen. Um... She was, she was quoting somebody else, say, and it was a quote saying that, I stopped being a libertarian in 2011 when I was forced to come to the conclusion that 80% of people want to be serfs. You know, like you give people, you give them the ability, the enough money to buy private property, and what do they do? They elect a homeowners, homeowners association to tell them what to do in their own neighborhood. And tax them. And tax them, <laughs> and 80% of people want to be serfs. And... In different eras, like if you go back to 1000 AD, mm. you know, the, the people, the 20% in charge were the the priest scholars, like the guys copying the vellum, mm -hmm. you know, very educated people growing their own wine, getting drunk, and the the, the knights, the, the soldiers, the kings, right. who were courageous, honorable people. And and the, the serfs were very happy under them, um, more, more or less, that people always want to be serfs. You're always going to have serfs. Right. Now, these days, who is the top 20%? And the, the top 20% is lying scumbag politicians. It Media. is actors who pretend to be real people, but right. are just empty vessels. Teachers and professors. Teachers and professors that just spout useless garbage that doesn't benefit anybody. Right. Um, um, banking scum that doesn't listen to a good investment analysis like our, my friend Clary here, but just makes stupid I, loans. I, I couldn't, you know what? I, I don't charter them with being lead. They're not smart enough. I'm not saying this because of sour grapes. I'm saying because it it's true. They're, they're useful tools for the other mm. people. They're genuinely useful. But, but they're part of that that system, yeah. Here's the thing. If Aaron was actually the, the raw, cold capitalist that he pretends to be at times, <laughs> uh, he would not be doing this. He would open up a bunch of those scam... Uh, those those payday cash advance places that yeah payday on. lenders yeah payday lenders that's what they're yeah and and he would be a, a millionaire mm -hmm. but then he'd have to deal with stupid employees he'd have to deal with stupid clients he would you could just say people in general I'd have to do stupid, I, I, would, I wouldn't want to deal with right yeah exactly and so again a thousand years ago if you're the top twenty percent um you you discipline the peasantry into being a half decent fighting force. You know, these days you give them scammy payday loans and uh, tell them, you can have it your way, America. You're special. You can get whatever you want on your submarine sandwich. Did, I, did you ever hear my podcast? There's a buddy of mine, Jay, down in Atlanta. And uh, he was telling me, uh, he's a black gentleman, and he was telling me, oh, there's places you can rent rims. I said, rent, rent rims? I heard you mention this. Right. And I'm like, no. And we were at, we're all having lunch. And so everyone's pulling for the phone. I'm looking at this. There's no fuck. And not only are one, there's like three or four or five of them in the Atlanta area where you can fucking rent goddamn rims, have these people install, and then you got to return it. And that, that is, that's where, and I'm close to it, Davis. So I'm real close to becoming a Milo, a Cernovich, or a true Machiavellian and selling the shit to the sheeple that want to swallow it. But by gosh, it, that's the type of stuff there where, like, these people are so stupid, 
so hypocritical. You know what? I'm going to give them enough rope to hang. I might as well make a profit and money off of them I, if they're that stupid. I, I was hanging out with uh, with Ann Sturzinger the other day, and I was saying to her, I'm half tempted to start a second blog under a pseudonym where I yeah. tell you how to be a completely destructive, self-destructive narcissist. Mm-hmm. And people would let... It would be like when Forney did uh, Virginia's Secret Garden. He pretended to be a red pill woman writing erotica about right, her and, husband. Right, and the guys had thousands of followers, right? Why yeah. did he stop? Uh, it was too depressing for him. Okay, all right. Uh, and that's why I'm probably not going to do this. But if I started a blog saying, this is how you manipulate women into sex, this is how you manipulate job interviews, this is how you sell... Uh, this is how you sell refrigerators to Eskimos. This is how you exploit the system. Mm. I would get ten times the traffic. Right. And it would, just, But it would kill my soul to do it. And then this gets to the beginning of the point that we did want to draw from this. What is, what is nothing more than drama. And that is, how, how do you want to make your money and who are you going to trust? And that's why... See, because I'm burnt out from politics from economics, and then from real life just kicking my ass. Uh, I, I just don't have the energy. And plus, I, I wrote Enjoy the Decline, because I basically that was me throwing in the towel saying, fuck it, I'm going to go the other direction. <clears throat> so I didn't pay attention to Milo. When Milo hit the scene, I was like, okay, this is interesting, gay guy. But then when it became, hey, it's fabulous, oh my goodness, drop, I'm like, okay, that's a Kardashian show. I don't want to watch that. Like Car- Common Filth pointing out, all of these red pill woke individuals that are so excited that, oh, look, there's a transsexual that supports us. Look, there's a gay guy that supports right. us. There's I mean, a woman that supports us. Yeah, a black a little, person. We got a little I, checklist. So, and instead of the, but I'm, I'm fine with, okay, fine, have him on the team. That's okay. I, I think his, him being homosexual might irk some more people than it does me. But it, it has nothing to do with the homosexuality, it, it was the fucking drama. Then, Cernovich, who I, I still, I, we're not friends or anything like that, but, you know, texted and tweet, we, we know of each other. Yeah, like, I'm not, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not starting a pogrom against No, Cernovich. no, no, I, but, but it's, but then all of a sudden, the, what, what, what did it for me was when it was the Make America Great book again came out, when it's the Donald Trump, and I had someone, I don't know if it was Facebook or Twitter, says, do you think Mike is a opportunist? Was like, he just wrote a fucking book based on Make America. You think? You fucking think? And the thing is that the the masses love the opportunity. They love it. They love it. And he is making great money, making great book sales. God bless him. But then it becomes the question, all right, what? How do you want to make your money? We talked about a little Bell distribution. Griffin, I had to keep referencing this this week. It's I don't want to be like Matt and have to write, what was it, Virginia's Gardens of Secrets? Yeah, Virginia's Secret Garden. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Because I think what Cernovich probably works a lot. He's got to fly here. He's got to fly there. He's got to do he, the show. He works his tail he off. He works his tail off. And he's got to put on the front in the show. And like, hey, and then, I mean, and he's doing Periscope and he's going to these events. He's going to these, even Matt Forney, they're doing genuine, uh, uh, the footwork for being actual genuine journalists. I look at that like, no, no, I don't want that. I, 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 and. Especially when the product, Mm -hmm. the product that you're putting out there, like, it's one thing to bust your ass making a delicious pesto dinner. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to bust your ass making a McDonald's hamburger. Right. But what does society want? They want the, the McDonald's. McDonald's hamburger. And that's where this discussion is. Well, I'm just like, because look, I, I'm a minimalist. You're a minimalist. And if I have the choice, it's really my time. Like, do I have to write 
ideally there would be books out there that would sell very well that are on the cutting edge of philosophy, economics, and all that. But then you look at it, it's Harlequin romance novels, it's what's happening with the, the Bruce Jenners of the world, it's the political drama and bullshit with the Milos and, and the Cernoviches. Well, and, 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 and then there's fucking girls with tits like Millennial Millie and whoever the latest one is that just broke through 100,000 followers or whatever. Yeah. You know what? It's like the military-industrial complex. In my blog uh, yesterday, I was saying that you know war exists to achieve peace. Peace is the end goal of war. Right. The goal of the military-industrial complex is the military-industrial complex. Right. Like the war is just a side effect to keep the contracts going. Right. We don't care if the F-35 ever actually lifts off the ground. <laughs> it we, doesn't. Yeah, we just want to keep pumping money into it. And, uh, and when it comes to the drama, the drama that surrounds Milo, Cernovich, uh, the entire anti-feminist, all of the yeah, feminists... And this transcends politics. This, this is any drama ever. It exists for its own sake. It's the, the purpose of drama is to generate more drama. It's not to resolve the situation and say, this guy was right, this guy was wrong. It's mm. just to get more and more and more, and people tune in to watch the drama. Just like it's no different than you go to, you go to an impoverished pl- place in the South, and you have these poor people watching a 15-year-old tele- TV, and they're watching all these rich people from Hollywood yep. and modern families spread degeneracy <coughs> as as they do a musical chairs of relationships. Uh, so everybody's the town bicycle. Right, and that and that's what the sad paradox is. And I guess maybe why I got to do is just get over it and accept this as a fact is uh, it, that's that's what sells. Even in the political right, be it libertarian, traditional conservative, it's the fucking political drama. It's drama that sells, and that's what people would rather watch or tune into. And then when you have a genuine idea, like I have two great book ideas. I want, I don't want to tell anybody about them because I don't want anybody else getting the ideas. And I'm going to write them because it's intellectually stimulating to me. They need to be written. They will predict things like the housing book did and the worthless book did because, frankly, I'm a fucking genius. And I'm not even being slightly arrogant about it. That's how fucking good I am at my job. And I cannot write... What is the book? Did you even read the Make America book great again? I mean, mean, what what is going to be revolutionary in that book? Gorilla Mindset, I'm going to recommend Adam Piggott's review of it. Okay. Um... Because he was in the self-help industry. Okay. And actually, this is, this is another example of at it. Blo- at uh, pushingrubberdownhill.com. Exactly. And, uh, I, I hope st- he gives us free housing in Australia. When we- That's the only reason we're doing this, Adam. See, we don't even like you personally, yeah, You need frankly. to protect us from the spiders. Yeah, and, and the scorpions and the snakes. Uh, I actually just linked to the review yesterday on my website, stairsoftheworld.com. Uh, so you can check it out there. But it's... Here's the thing. He used to be in the self-help industry. And if self-help actually worked then there'd be no more clients. Right. Now, it does work if you use it, but the goal of the self-help author isn't to help you, it's to get you to come back next week. It's not to solve your problems. Precisely. And so Guerrilla Mindset, on the one hand, it's completely derivative. All of it's been written before. There is nothing new in there. Um, All derivative. And yet, it's still a very good book if you use it. People like it too? successful book but will it solve any problems only if you want it to and you know what it's the same it's so many things 
Seeing a therapist can solve your problem or can be a weekly addiction. Mm -hmm. Going to church can solve your problems or can be a weekly addiction. Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, watching drama on the internet. And yeah, this, this is... Uh, I, I was saying this over lunch. Here's a really dark thought I had. The Donald Trump election came too early. Rouge V, uh, a while back, he wrote, you know, I thought this was going to be a generation before we saw things turn around. This quickly? And it happened in a year. Hmm. Except now I'm watching what's happening. And all of the, the alt-rights, the, the new right, the people that are, are Trump, make America great again, hmm. they have still been indoctrinated into the narcissism, the, the victim mindset, the selfishness, which has produced the SJWs, and now they are becoming a dark reflection of the SJWs. Akin to, like, MGTOWs or Virgin Towels, the dark reflection of feminists. Precisely. Okay, all right. And, you know, on the one hand, if Hillary had won, the damage would have been so incredible that it doesn't matter if people get waken up. It's, it's it done. It would be academic by that point. And yet with Trump getting elected <laughs> this soon... It's we're not ready for it because now we just want to parade around like SJW saying you're on the wrong side of history. Yeah, now. our team won. Yeah, the blue and white team won, and we beat the hated yellow and red team. And I almost feel like it's a game of civilization where you you you're still you haven't learned how the game works yet, and you're like, oh, I just need to finish this library, then I can build some defenses, and barbarians come and invade. Well, because the lefts are pros. The left, this is, and this is their, we are threatening directly their survival. They don't mm -hmm. work. They parasite. And you get a guy in there saying, we're going to have balanced budgets. We're going to get rid of your future voters. Um, we're not going to bail out the student loan. I mean, we're threatening, and they've been at this for so long. Uh, I would say probably since the beginning of Lyndon B. Johnson uh, is when you start going from the good, honest, oh, JFK for the working man type of Democrat to the, all the, let's just put it this way. All the World War II Democrats are dead or about to die. And now we're left with, with just veritable socialist parasites. And they have been doing this for 50, oh gosh, 60 fucking years now. Well, wait, LBGA 64, 64, what is it, 20? Yeah, yeah, 50 years. Been doing this for 50 fucking years. And you know, listen, I, every so often I try and put myself in the mindset to have sympathy to the leftist. You know, to, to see it from their point of view. It's impossible. And, well, sometimes I can see just a little bit. No. And it's, a, it's, it's like the song in Hotel California. They stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. So it, put yourself into... <coughs> it's, it's 1969. Mm. 1967. Whenever the Vietnam War is going... All these American lives are being destroyed to go destroy a country full of people of the different language. And... There's this, this authoritarianism that they view as the right. And they've been attacking that authoritarianism. But every time they try and attack the authoritarianism, they just go and stab some, some working blue-collar husband mm -hmm. and destroy his marriage. You know? And so all of the things they hate about the right are still around, but they've destroyed everything good about the right in the process because they have really been dominating for 50 years. They have, yeah. And, and what it boils down to for me is a question of where are we historically? What, what period of history? Where are the winds blowing? And how is it? How do we? Because like the people that listen to this, follow me, follow you, uh, these are not the 80% that desperately want to be serfs. Right. And yet we are 
not the right people to be the rulers. To be oh, a ru- oh, we're damn right the people to be rulers. Oh, in a I different love time. to be a ruler. But yeah, no, you're right. In today's world, no. We're, we're, to be a ruler in today's world, you need to be an empty, narcissistic, Machiavellian shell. Finger in the air. What do they want to hear? Exactly. Jump in front of the parade, say you're leading it, and these idiots will all believe that you invented all the ideas you stole from somebody else. Mm. And we are not the people to do that. This is not our time to be on top. And yet, if we allow ourselves to be on the bottom, we are going to be crushed by the HR department that says, Oh, hey, what are you doing? Are you having fun on the weekends? You're not allowed to do that. Uh, and so the question is, where can we fit in? What can we do to, to zig when everyone else is zagging, to survive, to preserve ourselves, to write, to write, either to write books that either help out our fellow man, you know, our fellow, like, call, call us the 5%. Mm. Okay, um, to help out that other five percent is this is how you survive without getting crushed, uh, and without becoming you know evil without losing your soul in the fucking process. Yeah, and also to preserve your line, whether or not you have children, but to to this is this is the safe place to situate yourself. And so that's really what I'm considering right now. Who was it that survived the Dark Age? You know, who eventually. Who was Duck and cover, lay low. I mean, that's but that's basically. I mean, I've been advocating minimalism for many other reasons, and it's to me that it's academic. And there's an this is a little bit of where I've had an emotion in this question because I haven't really felt an emotion in almost ten years. Uh, but the aside from angry and from ang- instead of anger and rage, uh, this was kind of like a, a sadness, where like yeah, okay, I don't need a lot. Minimalism has get me there. This, I, I, and to answer your question, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend very little. I'm going to write what I want to write. I'm not going to get caught up in drama. I'm not watching the fucking talking heads saying who tweeted what twat on CNN or Fox News anymore. That shit. I got more important shit to do than that. Um, but but by God, it sure would be nice to make two million dollars on a book sale writing crap that people want to hear. And then it, the debate comes in like. You know, well, we were talking about 6,000-degree knife. Remember I'll tell you 6,000-degree? Yeah, yeah, this guy cuts stuff <laughs> with a really hot knife on YouTube. Yeah, he takes a knife, heats it up to 6,000 degrees, and then he cuts a Coke bottle with it. And then he cuts a ball of, of rubber bands with it. And that guy has 50 million views on one of his fucking... And it's like, why the fuck? You know, so why don't we take just a fraction of the time, a fraction of the brain power, come up with something base come up with something just cotton candy come up with something so fucking stupid because you know what you can sell cotton candy without getting yourself dirty in the process right right i mean you know okay how about seven thousand degree screwdriver you know i mean what the hell i just i mean obviously it wouldn't be that gimmick but something like that and it makes you want to like wow wouldn't life just be easier if i took a year and came and just did did tabloid level quote philosophy or tabloid level videos or something like that, and uh, and it may, you can do it once or twice, but that's what I'm afraid of is I don't want to live the life of Matt Forney. Not that he's gimmicky. He does. Re- he goes out to places. He leaves. He travels. He's a, he gets chased down by people, uh, albeit on the legitimate side of say of actual real journalism. Uh, I don't want to be Cernovich. Where I gotta stick my finger in the air and say, "Oh, I'm gonna write this thing about greatness and stuff like that." 
and and not to mention the hustle in skis. And not and not even like hustle. I'm, I appreciate, but then the just the, the, like the lack of a moral compass or a base. Like I don't want to hang out with Cernovich anymore. Now I really don't. I don't want to hang out with Milo. I don't want to have a beer with these guys. Uh, I'd rather go hang out with the Beckloff and have a beer. I'd rather go hang out with DT and the man. I gave this. You know how how uninterested I'm in meeting in Milo or the Cernoviches or the Kim Kardashians. I'm so uninterested in meeting them. I'd rather have a fucking beer with you. That's how bad. <laughs> that's how fucking bad it is. Well, exactly because they're always looking at the angle. You know, will this benefit me? Will this right. advantage? Will I get an advantage out of this? Right. And if if they don't, it's just radio silence. Right. And then who's there's My, no uh, human there. Well, who do you talk to? Who do you associate with? Who do you get to know and have a good laugh or get hammered with? Them? Exactly. It's you know you complain about being on the top <coughs> of the mountain and there's nobody else that wants to climb the mountain. Right. Except this is being the the most successful person in the world, and you did it by never having a friend or never having anybody close to you by just viewing everybody as a tool or a stepping stone. To get there, or maybe people carried you up a little bit each step of the way. Although it's not, it's that I don't think the mountain analogy works. I'm just saying, like, you think the mountain is something you achieved? Yeah, yeah. And the problem is, so few people want to climb the mountain that right. you're often at the top by yourself. But sometimes there are other people up there. It's just that it's you just wish there were more people that yeah. would realize how cool it is to climb a mountain. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get Chris Beckloff to climb any more mountains. He didn't. I, I betrayed his trust. Just in one little mountain. Now he, he just. Hey, Chris, come out west. No. Not good <laughs> All right, well, let's do some sponsors. You want to see how I do my sponsors? Yeah, show me how this you do your sponsors. This is very high end tech stuff. So I go to this thing called Poodcast because I misspelled it. Yeah. But I didn't change it yet. No. I haven't changed it yet. But I now know it's called... Oh, Poodcast. man, sweet. That's a that's a notepad file. <laughs> .txt, I believe. Well, when you become a professional podcaster like me, you too can learn the fine art of notepad. I mean, not everybody can use notepad. I mean, it's... You gotta know how to use a mouse and a computer, so... Uh, anyway, so and here... You go refill that while I do the, the, which the sponsor. Which snow from out front because Clary does not have... I don't have ice cubes. Right? We have snow out front. Just don't, make sure you don't grab any yellow snow. <laughs> Anyway, the Clary Podcast is brought to you in part by Professor Kelp. Uh, if you would kindly do all your online internet shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, I would appreciate that very much. You can just go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com and do all your online shopping there. We have my books, Reconnaissance Man, uh, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty, Bachelor Pad Economics, Worthless, The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major, Enjoy the Decline and Curse of the High IQ, all of them available in paperback and Kindle, and most of them available in audio at audible.com. Although if you go to Amazon.com, you look up the books, it should tell you uh, all the formats that's available in. Then we have other people's books. Uh, We have Frank Servey's Uncle Nick and Burning the Midnight and Where Pretty Lies Perish. You can go ahead and get his trilogy. Just go to Amazon.com. Uncle Nick is basically the story of uh, a guy named Uncle Nick who's totally red pill and pisses everybody off. The sequel to that book is Burning the Midnight. And then Where Pretty Lies Perish is simply a a book that has nothing to do with Uncle Nick. Run Guts, Pull Cones, and Pushing Rubber Downhill. Do you know what Adam's third book is? He's already writing a third book and has plans for a fourth. You know, he sent me his second one. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Yeah, uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill is great. And I did the audio book, so I'm not... That. Yeah, but, no, it, but I it generally is great. did. It is great, yeah. The, the Africa parts are just... 
<laughs> Africa is just a basket case. And it's you know, this guy this guy lived there, okay? He had good African friends, but he does he just he just writes it how it how was. It is. And it's hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Wash your hands when you go to Africa, kids. Wash your hands. A lot. And look uh, out for the witch doctors. Yeah. What they do actually works. So uh, then we have, uh, and I don't know what is there, but they're, they're available in paperback and Kindle and audiobook. We have Feminisant by Janet Bloomfeld, otherwise known as Judgy Bitch. You can find her at judgybitch.com. The Average Married Dad's Guide to Health, Wealth, and a Sexy Marriage by Alex Peck. Uh, just search that. Both of those. All these books, of course, are on Amazon.com. Chris Muir's Day by Day Cartoon. You can go to daybydaycartoon.com to get your daily dose of political humor. And he actually... Now I, okay, I'm glad you're sitting down, Davis. Did, he's a baby boomer. Did you know what he did on his own? What? He finally installed an Amazon affiliate program. Really? He did. Uh, wow, with no I... help. That's impressive. With a lot of prodding, like go, sign up, copy, paste. And he did it. He did it. I was just no, he's have you ever met him? Mm, no, I haven't. He's great. He's he's one of the few guys I actually look up to and and uh seek out for advice. But I'm I'm just kinda like, well you can because he's got way more traffic than any of us. He's, he was like one of the first conservative um webcomic guys mm-hmm. out there. And he's got all this traffic. I'm like, why don't you have an Amazon affiliate program? Well, what's that? What do you mean, what is that? What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? And this is not like, hey, old timer, maybe it's time to upgrade your Apple iPod 2 to an iPod 6. It's like, no, this is, this is 101 fucking shit, you know? I, I, I make not an insignificant amount of money off of that. And yeah. I, I, don't, I just use it whenever I link to a book. Yep. I don't even advertise it. No, no, I mean, so anyway, if you want to help out any podcast or blogger or anyone who's on the internet and they have the Amazon affiliate plan, you know, do your online show. If you hate me, go to Davis. If you hate both of us, go to Chris Muir. If you hate all three of us, well, you're a fucking dick and we're not going to help you anymore. So, uh, but yeah, so you go to Day by Day Cartoon. Uh, hey, don't you have a bumper sticker of theirs on your vehicle? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I noticed that. Yeah, he's, well, he, he drew a picture of me for Asshole Consulting in the style and actually, no. I even made I even made one of the comics. Like I came up on my motorcycle, and, and uh, it was funny. Yeah, it was, it was, he's a cool dude. He's really neat. If you ever out there, you should. I, I, I'll be honest. When I read it, I feel like I'm reading Doonesbury as a kid. Yeah, but this is correct. No, yeah. Doonesbury is a leftist hippie. This guy. I actually, never understood what it was. It never, no, it, <laughs> Do, Doonesbury is just. That's all the guy did. He was a hippie. He's never done anything else. Chris actually worked a real job. I think engineer or something. And they just start doing this on the side. You know, I will say that it frequently has nipples in the comics. So go check it out for the nipples. I, 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 I draw the line at cartoon porn. Uh, thank you to you and Chris and, and Undertow to introducing me to tentacle porn. That was... Well, you, you enjoyed was, F is for family. I did, but there wasn't no porn in that. Well, except for that one scene. Was there one? Yeah, you what? hated... Yeah, where the kid is accidentally hiding under his bed when his parents come home having an argument, and then they resolve Wait, you it. don't see nothing. Yeah, you do. What? You see the underside of uh, Bill Burr's character. Oh, maybe I did purge that from my memory. Oh, God, you're right. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was not... No, that was too much. Yeah, that, that's why I draw the line. See, I, I have what few principles... I thought I had so little principles... And then I met you guys. I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, there's God always damn lower sake. to go. 
You know that I know the there's center- always lower to go, but you would think after you get to a certain point of lowness by by standard deviation, there you, there'd be it'd be so rare you wouldn't meet that many people. Yeah, I, I there's thought, a fucking hive of you. You know, five ten years ago, I thought I knew the worst of the pornography industry, oh, sure, of you the thought- drug industry. These like, these days, kids are doing stuff that I have I don't even. I have no idea what it is. Yeah, I, and I don't want to know. No, no, it's I know too much. You know, you think you're being naughty. You think you know your porn when you're on that MILF and Heels website, and you might as well be going to fucking Wisconsin Synod Church you know, compared you, to some of this shit. You thought you were staring into the abyss, and it was a tractor rut. Yeah. <laughs> you thought... You thought Pornhub, you know, you thought that was dirty, turned out to be a, a rerun of Green uh, Green Acres. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't, oh, maybe that's what it is. I mean, we've had the conversation before, but maybe the porn is getting so obscure or so weird or so far down a dark rabbit hole that these boys really can operate. You know, what? It's, it's not just the porn. Um, Facebook is the exact same thing for ego validation. For it's women or men? More for women, but right. I think men, men to a large extent. Um, it's it's just completely overloading the serotonin system, so that and, and the movies. Movies are too perfect. Like I'm sorry, Beckloff, but these Marvel movies are They're just not that great. I hate them because they are they are. It's like having a saline drip <laughs> straight into the arm. They are too perfect, so that there's actually no catharsis. Mm. To the, I would rather watch a bad movie. That is trying to be good but kind of sucks. Yeah. Then that perfect Marvel, Marvel movie because it's just, it's too perfect. It doesn't add anything to my life. It's it, repetitive. It makes my life seem duller by comparison. What I and this is kind of sad, but these kids are never going to experience <laughs> these kids these days. Well, no, no this, my, but I, I know. But go but, ahead. But I I wonder, you know, you're watching a girl. Doing something with her hoo-ha and, her and whatever. I can't even imagine it, but let, there's something dark and depraved. Now, I haven't seen. Now, here's a kid who's 13 or 14. He is still developing sexually. What? Try, try 8 or 10. Okay, well, my point further yeah. pointed out. So, here I remember, you know, oh boy, girls. you know, And you know how we took in girls, how we experienced girls? In the real world. Like, okay, maybe you got your Playboy, but I remember, like, if you got to hold a girl's hand in the seventh grade, holy shit, I mean, your heart took or, or, skipped or a couple beats. Or you would cuddle with one of them and yeah. have to adjust the pants, you know? Well, well, that too, but, or you put your, <laughs> you put your arm around a girl in the movie theater, and then, and then you couldn't, you didn't want to move it, because you got that far. And you were nervous to move it. It's like it's uncomfortable, but you're so you hold it. You want to, you hold it <laughs> perfectly still. So it sits there for an hour and a half during the movie, and it's all sweaty and gross. And then you get up, and your arm is completely asleep, and you can't move and, it. And she has like a sweat line on her back. Yeah, and I she's did, probably did. feeling the exact. She's like, I like it, but it's uncomfortable. But I don't want to move because I like I, it. I, I no, I think that I could be wrong. Maybe the girls can write in the comments below. I always thought, you know, and I still think to this day, I think the girls knew they had us. I think they were totally comfortable. They thought, "Oh, how cute! He's sweating on me. It's gross, but I'll I'll entertain him now." But like that, those experiences and that heightened, like, shoot, you know what? I climbed a straight cliff. There's a park not too far north of here, um, Interstate Park. It's where the Saint Croix is, the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota. Straight cliffs, fifty foot sheer drops. 
I've climbed those without support gear, without ropes or any safety gear. <clears throat> now, heightened, you know, adrenaline was going nowhere near when I, you know, I grabbed Susie's hand for the first time in the sixth grade. Oh, good lord! Nowhere it's near, terrifying. nowhere near is like, <clears throat> I, you know, going in for the kiss in the eighth grade. Nowhere near that bad. Copying a feel. I remember still copying my first feel. You know, like holy shit, it's a boob and it's kind of nice. And but you're like, wow, you know, in, you gotta play it cool. But inside you're like, wow, I'm feeling a boob. And you're like 14 or 15 years old or whatever it is. What? That is either so dulled or they never have the opportunity because they're never going out and meeting these girls in the real world that, that now what is their sex going to be like? Well, and, and this, is the, this is the problem with pornography. Because like these awkward, weird, like nervous instances that we're talking about from our past, yeah. um, compare that to whatever pornography video first comes to mind. Where everything that's happening there is perfectly staged, there's no awkwardness, everybody's happy and willing. And see, that, that is the magic of the video camera. So, so take that screen in front of you, in your mind, yeah. now expand, expand outwards 360 degrees and look behind. And you see the, the cameraman and the director. For lighting. The lighting. Yeah, right. now, now expand it forward and backwards in time. Where you have the STD testing. You have the consent forms. You have this, that, the right. other thing. And all of a sudden, this thing on the screen which seemed really attractive is now very ugly and nasty and trashy and degraded. and, and Scripted. So, scripted. Yeah. And pornography is the extreme example of this. But... So are movies. This is, this is why I don't like the Avengers. Is because nothing in the real world is that perfect. Right. That well scripted. And because there's no true catharsis It's never in it. executed that way either. <laughs> exactly. And so suddenly real life becomes that much duller. Mm. And we are so addicted to... Like people just constantly watch television... And, oh, they, and that becomes the standard. That is now the oh, standard. Yeah, that is the standard. Yeah, I have to have my lines... Like, perfectly scripted. Oh, Exactly. And this is why Rouge talks about clown game. When you go out on a date with these girls that are addicted to Hollywood, addicted to Facebook, Instagram, whatever they're doing, mm -hmm. you now need to be as entertaining as a... a B-list a, actor, at least. Exactly. Mm. And it really dulls real life, and it prevents you from... Like, like there, there's, a, there's a peak and a trough in real life. You know, there's a difficulty to real life. There's challenge. There's hardship. There's failure. In a video game, you never have failure. You are never worried about failing. You're just maybe a little bit frustrated because it takes you eight attempts to beat the level. Mm -hmm. When you're fixing a car, it's actually a little bit emotional because you start wondering halfway through, am I ever going to fix put this bloody... back thing? <laughs> yeah, like, God, do I, I'm, I, did I just destroy it? Am I stuck in Iowa? What's it? Exactly. <laughs> That, that's it's it's real, and then your sense of accomplishment is real. Whereas the video game gives you a bit of a high, but it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Well, you and me, and we had our buddy Paul visit today. We we're talking about that. How it's been almost twenty years that the this generation—I don't mean Xbox One and PS4, but uh, the new hand controllers, where you have the analog sticks up top—that's almost twenty years old now. And I remember when Halo came out, Medal of Honor was the greatest thing ever. And now it's kind of like, meh. And it's, it's, well, and that happens with anything. No matter what, the novelty will wear off. Like sex, meh. Of course, I'm older and I'm, I'm getting decrepit. Uh, but 
These she, young people with their premarital sex and jazz music. But but that's what they don't even have the premarital sex and jazz music. They they never got to the excited heart palpitation stage where you're holding hands. Uh, now it's it, just it's like, like instead uh, of having a wonderful steak dinner with a little bit of dessert afterwards, they've eaten nothing but the frosting off of the cake. Yeah, and now how are you going to enjoy apple pie? Exactly, and a nuanced cinnamon taste or nutmeg in there. You uh. You want to talk dirt about my girlfriend just a little bit? Yes. Okay. Yes, well, here's, here's a little. I'll let you know a little funny. <clears throat> I am. I am no. Your, your Amazonian girlfriend. My Amazonian girlfriend. I. I have very few rules. Very liberty. Do what you want to do here. The few rules I don't have, or I do have. So I come in, and she's watching this Hallmark Channel thing. <laughs> I'm like, "What the hell are you watching?" And she's like, "Nothing." And she paused, like. And I'm looking, and there's like this perfectly good-looking guy, and there's this girl, and they're posing a certain way. It's one of them Hallmark Channel things. She's like, shut up. I can I can have my dirt. Now you can watch your video games. I can have my little bit of dirt. I'm like, all right, fine, fine. Have your, have your, your cotton candy over there. So I kind of started watching these. Not a lot, but like I'd be over here, and the, the TV's over there. And so I could kind of hear things that are going on. And every once in a while, like the, the schmaltziest of schmaltz thing I'll, ha- I'll hear... And I'll just peer around the corner, go in the room, I'm like, what the hell did I just hear? She, she pauses. it. Now, this is interesting. This whole world of the Hallmark, it's, it's like Harlequin romance novels. But if this is the new standard, and, and now look, if my girlfriend, who you know is not your standard she, liberal She's a quality diction, woman. She's a quality woman. Now, all, But she's female, so all these women here. Now, she knows this is not the standard. You know, this is bullshit. She takes it in for the funny, lighthearted humor crap that it is. The rest of the women, I'm not too sure about. But if you look at the standard, my God, these Hallmark... They had... You could just tell by the titles. Merry, Merry Kissmas. Yeah, exactly. I said, what's this one called? Have you ever looked up, like, a, get an Avon catalog and looked at the names of all the lipsticks? No. Me and my bad? dad used to do that when uh-huh. I was a kid, and we just laugh our asses off. And... <laughs> so there's Merry Kissmas, but, <sighs> but they didn't resolve it in the first one. New, new love and intrigue happens, so so they came up with Merry Christmas too. There was enough fucking demand, enough women watched that first damn movie to come up with the funding Merry first. Christmas Merry Christmas too. Merry Christmas too. And then there's the Awakening. And then there's Under the Kisseltoe. Under the Under ah! the Kisseltoe. I know. I I want. I want to cover myself with lighter fluid and I light know, myself up. I want to go join a Buddhist sect and just burn myself in front of the Fox <laughs> studio or whoever made this. Ah! So, but here's the thing. You got to watch them because if, as long as you know it's Phil, it's not even Phil, so it's kind of cute. As long as you know just what levels of utter bullshit this is, it is hilarious to watch it. And what's great What's great, what every young man, and not even young man, what every man should do is they should watch these movies. And this gets back to the, do, did women really think they knew what they were doing We and we were the suckers? These women, have the average ones, have such simple minds. When you watch Under the Kisseltoe, and it's the same script, same fucking script a billion times over, clean my pipes, suck my tree, Put a, you know, a star on the top, whatever they want to call it. it. It's just simple programming. There's an innocent, nice, sweet girl. Then there's the guy she already likes, who's a jerk. 
Yeah. Who's a he's geez, a mean, mean. He's a mean guy. He doesn't appreciate what. I, she, I, I, actually, it's funny how this fits into the whole white knight beta mindset too, doesn't it? Well, so anyway, so there's the mean I, guy. I suggest uh, uh, Box Day, that <coughs> alpha game. Um, gamma males are essentially women. Gamma males play the same script that women want to hear on their their romance movies, except right. it doesn't work for the gamma no, males. It doesn't work for the gamma males. But I'm just saying you could you can you can glean a lot from this and make your life, or at least get comfortable. Like this is the shit that turns the the twat on. This is what gives them the VTs, or maybe not the VTs, but what they find endearing and charming. And then you and then you could draw some lessons from it. Now, of course, you still have to be the badass. We're not going to forget the the eons of empirical data about the bad boy but so there's the bad boy that she well she even treats her badly then comes in the the pizza delivery guy or the masseuse or well that's too sexy the bad guy always has the sexy job he's the actor or the masseuse or or the podcaster then the honorable nobody he he's a daycare worker He's the he's teacher. He's a male nurse. He's a mailman. Which, which which used to be a joke. It's not a joke. He anymore. drives. Okay, look. Here's a, okay. We're gonna give this away. Someone's gonna make this. What we should do is come up with a a, a female script. And I already have five of them. I'll just throw this one away for free because it just came to mind. So she's got the bad boyfriend who treats her like crap. Okay, but then. She gets an Uber driver. Uber could take the money, pitch this to Hallmark Channel, and they'd make millions. It'd be a free advertisement for Uber. And it's a cute, good-looking guy. He's just working at night to pay off his student loans, and he works in the daytime with but, children. But really, yeah. he's actually the head surgeon of a hospital, but he just likes dealing with people on a normal basis, and that's yeah, why okay, he that's drives even Uber. Better. That's right, he drives the Uber. And he, and he tries to keep it secret from her, and then and then you know what would happen. See, now here's here's the clincher, she thinks, she thinks he He's cheating on her, but really he's saving lives. No, 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 she's, she's dating. No, she's dating the bad guy. And here's the Uber guy, all right? And the Uber guy is nice. And so her car breaks down, and she needs a ride. Now, the husband or the boyfriend, no, boyfriend, because she can't get rid of a husband. The boyfriend is too busy to give her a ride, but he gives her money to get Uber. And she always waits for this guy Somehow there's intrigue that they coincidentally always get. Like she's got to wait for him, and he's very charming and endearing. She likes the Uber guy. But here's the hook. She has a bastard from some other guy. And the kid would end up going and injuring himself, going to the emergency room, and who of all people has to work on him? Yep. And then there's, you lied to me. Lied? I didn't say anything. You talk about yourself the entire time. Well, why do you Uber? Well, here's the deal. Blah blah. And then you gotta. There's a girlfriend in there, who's typically black. Five out of the six, it's been a black, sassy black, sassy woman. black woman with wisdom, wisdom. Girlfriend, you don't know. Mm. Oh, and magic then, Negro. Magic Negro, right? And and she provides the wisdom and the guy. Wait, you could write these all day long. Actually, this just you just made me realize something. Part of the reason <laughs> we're doing movie, the wrong thing, working hard at advancing economic philosophy. The movie Fireproof. Are you familiar with it? I'm familiar with it. Okay, you I did, did a review of it, didn't yes, you? Yes, yeah, yes, I, I did. did. I actually just got a comment on it the other day, which is why it's in my mind. I'm listening. I'm gonna go grab the soul. Yeah, um, Fireproof is actually the romance movie script, except it's from the male perspective, which is why it's so incredibly broken. Wait, uh, what do you mean the male perspective? Like, if you watch something like, I don't know, Serendipity is like the one romance movie I've seen. Okay. They're always from the female perspective. All right. 
uh, Fireproof is all about this wife with this low-quality husband she doesn't appreciate. Uh, is he and a firefighter? This, yeah, he's a firefighter. Um, but then she has a sexy doctor she's flirting with, but then her firefighter husband does something really, really alpha to win her heart back. That's a romance movie plot, except instead of following the woman around, you follow the man around. And that's why it's so incredibly broken. It, I... Yeah, your review, like, and you had clips from it, it do, too, do it, right? It, it, it's, it's like watching... You don't have to talk that close. You know? it's, it's like watching a, a porn movie where you follow the chick around before and after the gangbang. That doesn't sound good at all. Exactly. That it's like you, you, are, you want to see the part in the middle, <laughs> but then you see that it's like, she, oh, I need drug money, then it's sad. And so, same thing with Fireproof, because it's a romance movie, but it shows the male side of it. It's sad. Did you ever... This is before both of our times, but I... I thankfully, it, it did help me, but did you ever watch any of the old romantic comedies that like had Jimmy Stewart, Cary Grant? Those are actually... Gary Fisher? No. Oh, no that, more. That, I'm sorry. Oh. It's too soon. <laughs> what is... Oh, that, that, poor, that, that lovely woman and her alcoholism and chasing the alpha bad boys in Hollywood. That poor woman. Wasn't she on Coke? What oh, yeah. Coke, woman? alcohol, Harrison Ford... Like every girl wanted to be on Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. That's, you talk to any baby boy. I even knew that. I could even pick it up when my dad was dating different gals. And you mentioned Tom Selleck or Harrison Ford, and these girls are like, oh, you, you could hear it. Oh yeah, you could just hear. And they they would dump anybody to do. But no, these um, there's this genre, the romantic comedy, that is charming, clever, classy, and funny, and sometimes suspenseful, like charade. Uh, it, it, it's it's a good one, but to catch a thief, um, although that's not a romantic comedy, that's a thriller. But anyway, there you go back into the fifties and sixties. There was this decade and a half long of really good romantic comedies: The Apartment, um, Father Goose, uh, Cary Grant did a t- The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. These were good. You could watch them. There was an interesting plot. You know these guys played the same character over and over. There was you know it was the same guy, but the 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 one-liners and the wit and the writing that is where like you you can never live up to that B actor over at under the Kissel toe. But if you watch enough of these movies in the classic days, you can have some pretty good scripted lines on on command because there there was still a bit of realism to them. Yeah, a little bit. well. Not that Cary Grant was going to come walking through the door for any of these girls, but yeah, there was. It, it was not insane. It wasn't the surgeon doctor who drives Uber. You know they're going to make it. We should just contact Uber and say, "Look, we got a great script for you." <laughs> you know, what? I'd like to point something out too. That this, the contradictions that lead to insanity. Yeah. Uh, this one thing I've been noticing a lot lately is, is people who have been driven absolutely. Uh, bonkers, absolutely mad. They they are completely unpredictable, unreliable, dangerous, etc. Because they live contradictions. You know, it it, it could be uh, like I I won't tell people I'm a writer because then everybody is also a writer apparently. How so? Like I'm a writer too. Oh, I see. Okay, but yeah. nobody reads their work, so you're right. not you're not a writer. You know, um, the the guys that are addicted to pornography. Their hindbrain says, I've seen a million women naked. And their conscious brain says, I've never lost my virginity. This is, 
contradiction. Okay. Um, all of the, it, you know, I'm a successful businessman because I run my own company, but I don't have any clients whatsoever. And your money, you're about to go bankrupt. That I've seen a million times. And yeah. aren't the, those people, they're trying to be things that contradict one another, and it drives people insane. Uh, they'll become uh, manic depressive, multiple personality, border, like, you suicide. Yeah, that's the and and well, continue. I don't mean to interrupt your point, but I have I have an example. But go on. Yes, and that's like these this romantic movie. And okay, this is a little bit embarrassing, but I'll say it. You know, I was you know because I was, I'm moving back right now. I think about an ex girlfriend of mine that I still you know think quite fondly of. Okay, you got a little heart for her still, sure. Yeah, and uh, you know what? Oh, it's Christmas time. You know, maybe I should phone her up, make sure she's okay. And I tell my buddy, buddy's like, you should phone her. You know, and uh, then I think like, wait a minute, like the record record screech. You are consistent. This is yes. not a romance <laughs> movie. In a romance movie, stalking a girl is really sexy. Yeah. In real life, she'd go, Why are you contacting me? Oh my god, it might, he's so great. And she'd be right to do that because life is not a movie. And when you try and live life as a romance movie, as a Marvel action movie, as a pornography set. As a commercial. As a commercial. And again, you, okay, and this is where I was going with this. All of these, these poor people, and I, I see it all the time, these poor people that watch these endless sitcoms where people live, like friends. You know, no. she, she's a waitress and she lives in a three-bedroom apartment. Sure, in, in a Manhattan. nice place in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Um, same, they watch all these sitcoms. Well, they, like, there's the reality of the sitcom, there's the reality of their own life, and they're stark polar opposites. But, like, just like the guy that watches pornography and his hindbrain thinks he's been with a million women, mm-hmm. these people think they live in a really nice environment half the time, mm-hmm. and then they look around and see the... Reality. And instead of trying to, instead of having an accurate view of their living situation as, my house isn't perfect, but I could improve my house, I could improve my situation, mm. they look at it as being beyond hopeless and fall into delusion. So half the time, half the time they're pretending to be like a pimp that has lots of women, mm. and then they look in the mirror and realize it just picking up the same skanky broad they were dating in high school, except now she's 15 years older with yeah, the meth addiction. Guy's kid, yeah. No, it... <clears throat> and and it, it creates this absolute <clears throat> insanity, inconsistency. Uh, this is the danger. Like, listen, a little bit of pornography here or there, uh, a little bit of the girlfriend watching the Hallmark sure, channel. Sure. A little bit of the Kisseltoe. A little bit of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger with the machine gun that never runs out of ammo. Hits it to Mark. A little bit of it, okay, yeah, I'm not saying never have a piece of cake. Right. But it's... When that's, people, when that's all you have. That's defining your life. It's twisting it up and you become a living contradiction in your own head. <laughs> and this drives people insane. I've seen it drive people to suicide. Mm-hmm. And this is the point I was going to get to. Because this is rife in, in the manosphere, red pill area, whatever you want to talk about. And I'm not just picking on MGTOWs. I'm talking a lot. Because now this is coming up, what, on what, at least a decade old? It's approaching 10 years? We, we've been, well, yeah. Yeah. 2007 is when the Tucker Max board shut down. Okay. And that's when it went from egoist. Yeah, yeah. 10 years of serious, honest investigation, let's right. say. And then what I see in person, you know, there's, there's the internet, then there's the meat space. And then you go out and meet these people. And it's like, I get, like, just, not to pick on the kid, but I'm telling him the truth, he probably is listening right now, 
I got an asshole, not asshole consulting request, what was it? Just an email request from this kid. He's a freshman in college, maybe a sophomore. <coughs> Excuse me. Was, uh, hang on, let me... <coughs> I'm dying. Okay, so this freshman, or sophomore in college, sends me an email. Says, hey, I'm a big fan of your podcast. Uh, would you be interested in doing some interviews with each other? And I'm like, hmm, okay, well, what's your podcast about, and who the hell are you? It's like, oh, well, I'm a freshman, sophomore in college. And I'm like, this better be something about being in college. I'm talking about game and girls and things and stuff and how to be a man. And I'm like, oh. I said, well, send me your RSS feed. So he sends it to me. Guy's got three podcasts. He's done one a day for the past four days. So he's going to burn out. And the fuck if this dipshit 18, 19-year-old kid knows jack shit about game beyond reading what he's read on Return of Kings or Your Side or My Side, wherever else, he knows just about as much of it as he does practicing physics if he studied it in college. It's it's all out of books for him, right? And so the the the, the, the not the right the manosphere, red pill kit, whatever. It's honeycomb with not just freshmen in colleges, but all these posers and frauds and fakes who like the idea of really like, yeah, I'm a man, and I know how, I know game. And you've ran into them. We've known them. We've ran into them where it's like, dude, you totally got to nag her. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, you got to totally lose 50 fucking pounds of fat at minimum. And on top of it, you dress for shit, and you stink, and you don't have a fucking job. And so it's like, don't tell... In other words, it becomes people's practicing religion. Like, you know, out, out of all the Christians that actually go to church... Maybe three or five percent are actually there for church. They actually believe it and practice it. You know, I, I just you just uh, retweet. I don't think you've read it yet, but that um, that post I linked you to today. It's uh, it's funny rereading that how anti-Christian I was back then. Yeah. Um, even though now I'm actually a pretty hardcore Catholic, it's but the reason I'm Catholic and not Protestant is because so many Protestants are perfectionists and purists, and they're all worried about do they swear. Which, which isn't even actually forbidden by the Bible. Um, it, it, it recommends that you did use they soft maybe language. covet their husband, their, their neighbor's wife because he looked at her and saw, wow, she's pretty. <gasps> That's not coveting. Coveting is one is wanting to. They're they're all worried about what's over here mm-hmm. and not worried about what's over there because they're in denial about that. Yeah, they're not. They're not in the. It's all theory. They live in their little digital or theoretical world, and they don't execute it or practice it in the real world. They are trying to be the perfect Christian that never swears <coughs> and never does this, but they're just nasty, cruel, judgmental Back people. Right. The, the same thing. It's like this guy's trying to be uber alpha male, slick willy, uh, drives a sports car, whatever. But but the reality is he's a Piss 21 year old. Kid. Don't know shit about shit and pull up your pants. Yeah. May, may may even be. May even be a virgin. But this this is my whole point that I was talking about is I've seen people then, all right, here's your wisdom. Do you execute it in the real world? Do you change do you change your life around? Now for everyone I've seen, now of course a lot of this has to do with asshole consulting, I've seen maybe one Oh, <clears throat> maybe two out of five, forty percent, which is pretty good. Well, we have really re- not to, not to blow smoke up your asses, but we have got some bloody good. Uh, I, I don't use fans because they're not fanatics. No, not they're most, not. They're not, not sycophants. No, no, these are, and I hate using are, that term. I I really do hate using that. These are co- colleagues. No, they're not congregants. That's almost too religiousy. 
they're 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 brothers, you know. They're, brothers, there. That's a good. Yes, that's exactly what it is. They're brothers. I'm gonna have to use that from here on out. Brothers. They are brothers. They're associates. They're colleagues, because they actually executed. But on the discussion boards, and when I meet people in person, not obviously not everyone. I'm looking at these people. And I'm like, dude, you are such a fucking poser. And I know one person, I can't bring up, because everybody knows this person, uh, lived a hypocritical life. Well, not everybody. I think some I think you do know him. Uh, everyone within our circle knows him. Mm-hmm. Uh, claim, oh, yeah, alpha male, I know the shit and I know the women, and then ends up dead because he committed suicide. And then it's like, well, you oh, weren't practicing. Are we, are no, we... we're not mentioning names because I do not I wish to disrespect the dead. Because I've met the person twice. And I'm like, the fuck if you are some alpha male dude getting your dick whacked. Bull fucking shit. And that's what ends up happening. It broke Me- my heart when he did that. <coughs> and I didn't care <coughs> if he picked up chicks or any. I he liked did. him. He did. That's the whole point, is you're living in denial, you're living in hypocrisy. And the thing that you so desperately want, and, and in general I'm, I'm, I'm stereotyping or painting with a broad brush, that would be women, for people in the master of the red pill world. And you couldn't get it on your own, but then you find, and instead of using it as a roadmap to get what you want, you use it as an excuse. Or you claim flagrantly a bold-faced lie that you know how to get the ladies, or you're successful in this one capacity regard. You know, same thing happened, multiple suicides I know of, in banking, where, oh, he was the real estate tycoon, and he was the greatest guy ever, da-da-da-da-da. A lot of, well, not a lot. Two ended up in suicide. Uh, I can say this because it's public information. Tom Petters. Um, which you may not know about him. He's a local. He, he you know, Bernie Madoff. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> Madoff, Madoff's the, the the scam guy behind um... Madoff. Was it just Madoff? Is... Well, I don't know what his company name was, but he he was the largest scammer before him. The second largest, the scammer that was largest before him was Tom Petters, and he was in the news because Bernie Madoff hadn't made the news yet. And then another local guy, Tom Petters, is a local guy. Another local guy, Denny Hecker. All these cocksucking motherfucking, well they, well, they are cocksucking motherfucking because they're, they're criminals and they lied and they stole money. But it was the, oh, I want to live the rich billionaire lifestyle, but I can't, I, I choose not to deliver the hard work that it takes, <coughs> excuse me, to go to the gym, to get shot down, to become clever, witty debonair, to learn a move or two on the dance floor. They were lazy fucks, they're losers, and it was way too tempting and much easier, just like the Virgintel community, to use it as an excuse to excuse your piss-poor performance in life. But that still doesn't mean they didn't live a double life, or they were hypocritical, and it will. It will eat at your soul, it will make you depressed, because you are not achieving what you really wanted to in life. You know, I heard this explanation of why suicide's a cardinal sin. With the Catholic Church, well. and, and listen, uh, this is kind of, like there's not a week goes blo- by that I don't feel like blowing my own brains out. Okay, I, I don't understand people that don't feel suicidal. Like, what? Uh, are you not paying attention? <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, I'm not going to do it. And if I do, it's because the CIA got sick of me. So don't worry about that. But, but um, all right, imagine, imagine some guy who's he's married and he has a couple of children. And he runs a eh, used car dealership. Okay. And he's a pillar of the community. He has a wonderful, nice McMansion, and he drives a new car, and he's the best father in the world, and 
Yada yada. The reality, though, is that he's living on credit cards. Mm-hmm. His business is failing. Saw it His... every day in banking. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And then one day, it finally he runs out. We don't and... renew his line of credit. And he can't afford his house. He can't. He, like everybody thinks the house is paid off. <coughs> what he now does. Th- this is narcissism. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's got the shell personality, the shell that everybody else sees. And the inner, the inner black, nasty little cores, the self-hating, I need to own a nice house to be worthy of love. Right. And as soon as that shell breaks, it all falls into this black hole of self-despair and hatred. And self-recognition for what you truly are. And he decides to destroy every single witness. So he murders his wife, he murders his two children, he burns down his business, and then he shoots himself in the head. That is funny you mentioned that. Hang on here, let me look this up. Right, okay, so here it is. This happened to the South and West. Uh, family find, found dead in Greenwood. Home and apparent murder-suicide. Now this guy, let me... He, he like, came in the... Greenwood is a fancy neighborhood um, over on the, on the West Side. And hoity-toity. And he came into money, and he was, he was exactly as you described. Okay, police officers checking the welfare of residents at a home in the West Metro City of Greenwood on Thursday came upon a scene after the chief called unspeakable the bodies of five family members, including three teenagers. See, and he killed his kids. Now, this yeah, is like the kids year. were witnesses. To what, his failure? To his failure. He would have killed everybody on the planet Earth if he could have. This is the list of people he was able to kill reasonably okay. and ensure that he could still kill himself as opposed to go to prison for it. Right. Okay, so uh, he declined to release... The okay, the home built in 1998 is near Lake Minnetonka, St. Albans Bay. It last sold in September 2011 for $2 million to the shorts, according to Hennepin County Records. The three couple's children, called that, 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 all attended Minnetonka High School. Uh, Brian Short, a nurse, founded the website allnurses.com, which provides information and resources for and about the nursing profession. Oh, His this, businesses... this sounds a lot like that blonde chick that raised all that money to create the new revolutionary test a drop of blood for all your diseases, and it turned into a huge scam. Oh, that's right. She was like some whiz kid. She's the next Bill Gates because she dresses just like him. She's the next Bill Gates because she has vagina and we say so. Yeah, I heard about her. And then, like, the money, like, the testing was proved to be fraudulent. Like, there was no testing. Completely garbage. An administrator at allnurses.com website posted this message on Thursdays with great regret and very heavy heart. Okay, let's get to the financial stuff. And and you know what? I just like to, I love the Rouge V forum. But, man, you RVFers actually fell for that story. What's RVFers? Uh, uh, Rouge V forum. Oh. Yeah, you guys actually fell for that story when it came out. Guys, you RVFers are, you keep going off <coughs> blue pill. You know, I love you guys, but <laughs> wake up. Well, here it is. Is that at, uh... Oh, is that his family? That's his family, yeah. You oh, know, there's kids. a couple of cute little girls, like 13, 14, with braces. There's and like, one ugly boy, let's just be honest. You the know what, that's, is, that's <laughs> an ugly boy that would have grown into a, a handsome decent man. man. I know, I know, but I'm just... What a waste of human Yeah. Okay, beings. so I, and sure enough, he 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 bought the two million dollar house because times were good for two years. Yep. And let let the old captain give you kids wisdom. If you have a good year, you're lucky. All right. It the good times do not last forever. That's why you seven years feast, seven years famine. All right. You assume it will never last. That's why you pay off your debts. And you have a micro fuck you account, but anyway, always have half a tank of gas in your car. <laughs> always have half a tank. Anyway, so this is this is what happens. This is the result when you live 
a life of delusion that is not based in reality or grounded in reality. And I see a lot of that in the red pill community. And it's because and it's because they're weak and they're lazy. They don't want to hit the gym. And this just isn't virgin towels. This is where I came across it. I'm like, boy, you guys do a lot of complaining. If you spent half the energy you did complaining, you might have a bicep. Um, you hit the gym. You're too lazy to hit the gym. You're too lazy to go and study STEM or hard discipline. You're too lazy to go out and work a job. Um, you, 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 you just want to stand and play your... Okay, fine, but then don't bitch and whine about these people. Don't pretend it's something other than... Yeah, and certainly... And, and let, you know what? It goes the other way, too. Um, I, I'm going to quote Common Filth here, uh, where he was, he was giving advice to a guy that said, I'm a virgin, should I go hire a prostitute? And he said, listen, you don't want to get laid. You want the love and respect of a woman. And getting a prostitute will just make you feel worse about yourself. And now listen, if, again, Catholic, not a purist. If you're going out, like modern society, if you're going out there and getting your dick wet, I'm not going to start throwing Bibles at your head. Right. Um, however, finding a real woman and a real relationship is very, very difficult. That's It's harder than getting laid. It is. And I was reading a post about how to run a harem recently and it just you know what it's yeah it's easy to run a harem if you're just an abusive jerk that is walking all over these women and having no regard for their feelings and it's again it's that trying to feel like you're on top of things when really you're just hurting other people and you're hurting yourself you know because you are becoming that abusive person that doesn't care about a woman's feelings it's um and it's just as much the the victows that retreat into women are all bitches. Yeah. The guy that's always getting laid, that's constantly spinning plates, you're doing the same thing. You know, like maybe... Okay, at, least you, he's, at least he's living up to it. Except he's still trying to be something he isn't. Well, okay, but maybe he chooses to be that. Well, I, I, let's just put it this way. Sure, there might be psychological moral problems with it, but at least he's not a hypocrite. He is pulling it off. You're, here's here's what you want the perfect world where these guys are all moral saints and are all going to go to church. With you. I'm just asking, and I'm warning. Well, see, this, I view morality as a course correction. Right, I'm warning these kids and and full grown adult men that this bullshit where you're like, oh yeah, man, you nag women. If you just simply respout the shit and then you look, it will at best make your life miserable. At worst, you're gonna never have friends. You're never going to have healthy relationships. You're never going to meet a good quality girl. Um. <laughs> well, and, and that's what I'm getting at with the, the spinning plates thing. Okay. Now, when you're 20 years old, you're dating lots of girls, you're in college. Yeah, sure. Go, yeah, that, of course. Knock yeah. yourself out. Yeah. When you're 35 years old, you know what path you're walking down? You are... Listen, if you're 35, you should be able to pick up chicks without a problem. Right. It's not something to be proud When you're 20, it's something to be proud of. Yeah. At 35, it should be the default. And if you are still just picking up girl after girl after girl. For the girl, sake of doing that and bragging rights. Exactly. Say, right. look, I'm the man. You're going to be a 60-year-old creep that's still picking, that's picking up a 35-year-old meth addict no, with see, two kids. And here's, here's where why I like the red pill and manosphere more than, than, than where we do everyone a solid more than the feminists. <clears throat> Rouge started identifying the path, like he got to that point, mm -hmm. and he said, hey, okay, I've done this, but this is not all there really is. And now he's looking more at traditionalism and setting up a family and a wife. Precisely. Right. Now, I know a guy who's older, and he's probably listening, 
he, like me, <clears throat> I had a whole, I was horrible. I was a nerd. Um, and in college, I just, I worked full-time, went to school full-time, had no time. So my track record up in that time was, was certainly below average. Then it's like, you get out of college, I'm like, I am making up for lost time. Now, I made up for lost time. But then I also started taking inventory of like, holy shit, these women are a royal fucking pain in the ass, and they're shit. They're fucking shit. Then I met the girlfriend, and I said, hmm, there might be something more. And now, looking back, it was like, oh, yes, that was the thing to do. Not because you get sick of it, not because novelty wears off all that does, but it's like after a while... It because it it just is a it's a chore and my life is not meant to be constantly you, hounding and chasing after girls. Now hang on, let me finish. Mm-hmm. This guy I know, same thing. Uh, maybe not as nerdy as I was, but certainly underperformed because uh, brought up in poverty, didn't have time, all this, and now he is making up for. And for some reason, he has this number of sleeping with a hundred girls in his mind. He has, and and I'm like, what if what if seventy five is a really great gal? What and what if what if you find out after the fact that thirty six was born a man? Yeah, Do you have to get a hundred and one now? What, what, what if fifty two had herpes? You know, I'm I'm just I'm just thinking like it's it's. Who are you trying to impress? Right, and once you prove it to yourself, like, look, guys, I think what is the average number of girls? Guys, I think it's six. The average guy sleeps with six girls in his lifetime. I could Simple, be, you know what? I don't believe any of those statistics. Well, it's you hard because... You cannot get I, those statistics. I'm, I'm just... I've seen 10. I've seen 6. Someone said, well, the... the uh, not me. The mode average is 1 because everyone gets married and you only have one sexual partner. Which, okay, that I don't... But, uh, you know what? If you're above 10, you kind of proved it. Okay? I understand you're genetically programmed to spread your seed. You want to be a manly man. Look, if you've gone into double digits, I think you've proved it. Here, here, here. And if you enjoy it, keep doing it. A twenty-year-old, a twenty-year-old's doing it because they're horny. Right. A forty-year-old is trying to prove something about their identity. Right. But I'm saying by ten, and this guy has blown through ten a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He, you know, you, <clears throat> and I think if if I did the math right, he's in the top one percent because there just ain't that many people. Getting laid fifty plus different partners, I don't know what another fifty is going to do, but it will start taking away some something more important. Like you've had sex, you know what it's like. You know what it's like having a harem. It's great, wonderful. Then you write, God, it's a pain in the ass. There's an opportunity cost. Maybe you might want to settle down with one gal. I'm not, you know, different strokes, different folks. But I think that next fifty is going to be a lot more costly than the first fifty. You know, and that that's and that's a guy being intellectually honest and walking the walk. Diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. Yeah. You know, one of the things that really messed me up was when I got out of the military. Mm-hmm. Because starting around the age of 14, I made the decision that, you know what, I've been a pussy my whole life. I'm not going to be a pussy anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I joined the football team. Mm-hmm. Then I joined the army. And then I got out of the army at the age of, uh, what was it, like 27 or 28 or okay. something. And... I'm like, well, what the hell do I do with myself now? And do I want to be the most badass dude in the world? Or, like... You do want you to need, be happy. Do I need... I need to be bad, more badass than 99% of the people walking down the street. Mm. You know, that's badass enough for me. <coughs> because right. as you try... Like, unless if you're making money at it. If you're an MMA championship fighter. Mm. You know, if you are a poker player that has backers and you're on TV. 
Right. You know, then being the the top zero 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 one percent that makes, makes sense. sense, right? But for me, it's like I'm badass the ninety nine percent out there. I'm not worried about getting my ass kicked, except in you know in that neighborhood over there that With I won't three go guys to. against one, right? Exactly, and it's and I had to make that shift that you know what I did that I achieved excellence at it. I don't need to be the best in the world. You're never going to be the nope. best in the world. You will never be the best. Just as I thought, I found the most depraved porn in the world, and people with, I had the lowest moral level. I found out people are even less moral than me. Yes, people have seen even worse porn than I have. Yes. <laughs> and you know, to, to relate this back to how we started off this this podcast, we were talking about the, like how to get popular on the internet, be the most extreme thing available. Right. Now you and I, uh, we and I was actually discussing this on millennial woes podcast <coughs> you know that i've seen criticism of you that oh you're a hypocrite people call me a hypocrite people call millennial woes anybody that's been around for a long time you're that we've been flag. yeah we've been trying to be genuine and you know what our views change over time we are human beings exactly like all of you listening we are imperfect people. our fellow brothers exactly whereas if you want to be that hollywood guy you need to be perfect all the time oh. you need to be a I once saw this breakdown. Per- of... Perfect and edgy. I mean, edge and and uh, statistic, you know, a sensation and drama. I mean, oh, I couldn't pull but, it but off. But uh, at the same time, anybody can project themselves onto you, right? And uh, you know, I saw this breakdown of of movie protagonists where it's like in the fifties, sixties, seventies. You know, like even Dirty Harry. It was like all these guys just came back from World War II, mm. and the protagonists were ordinary men in extraordinary circumstances. Mm. Then, starting in the 80s and 90s, you had movie protagonists that were the idealized male. So, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Rambo. and he knows every single gun in the world. And to fly a helicopter. But he's also just a regular man. He just happened to train in stuff that you didn't train in. Right. And now, starting in the aughts, we had the narcissist hero. We had Harry Potter, who was just born with a lightning bolt on his head. Okay. We have... Um, Kaylin, or the Star Wars chick, who has is great with the Force. And- yeah, uh, Ray, Ray. We have... Um, oh, give me a sec. Who is it? Tony uh, Stark? Uh, Tony Stark, born into wealth, wealth chosen to be right. Iron Man. Uh, Captain Kirk. The new Captain Kirk from 2009. Oh, God. Here's a spaceship, kid. Here's a fleet command. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> you, you are the youngest guy in Starfleet, and we're going to give you the flagship. Because you are... And so the reason that you and me aren't... You know, like, this, this is the, the audience. The reason that everybody listening, the reason that we're not Captain Kirk is because we weren't magically born into it. And Captain exist. Kirk was—he didn't work for it. He didn't earn it. He didn't apprentice. He didn't. He never made a mistake in his life. He's always been one hundred percent perfect. Mm. And so we can all pretend to be Captain Kirk while we watch the movie, and then we can go home to our hovels and our ugly, meth-addicted wife. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all I'm saying is, stop it with the hypocrisy. Not only read Cernovich's book, but execute the fucking things in there. Not only read Batch of Pad Economics. Execute the fucking things that are in there, but that's it. all right. I gotta finish. That was that was a, a fifty minute advertisement tangent. <clears throat> uh, then what else we got? We got Yancey Devere's Deadwood Hole CD. Look that up. His name is spelled Y A N C E Y D E V E E R. Yancey Devere. It's the Dutch spelling. 
the Deadwood Hole. And then we have the IOTW, I Own the World, but it's the synonym for it, or acronym for it, I-O-T-W. Initialism. Initialism. Anachronism you pronounce, like... Uh, Thrush? Like MGTOW. MGTOW. Whereas CIA is an initialism. And you wonder why you don't have a girlfriend, is that... Was you that know, I once corrected a bartendress. Because, <laughs> a bartendress. <laughs> because the washrooms were hounds... And foxes, and I said to her, those are both masculine, the, the masculine gendered nouns. It should be hounds and vixens. Is a vixen or, a female or, fox? Or, bix, or bitches and foxes. What are foxes? Foxes, well, fox means both male and female. Okay. Or just male. Same thing, geese means male and female. Yeah. Or just female, whereas if you mean a male goose, you say a gander. If you mean a male cat, you say a tom. Jesus Christ, if I you, don't even know half this shit. Male, now, with the human species, man yeah. means man and woman. If you're talking okay, about women... Yeah, for the sake of abbreviation, right. Um, no, for the sake of grammatical rules. Well, also for the sake of not having... No, I, I understand why we did that, but apparently modern-day women and men without penises don't, so... I mean, and, and she, with, she, oh, fuck off. Women with very feminine penises. Yeah. So anyway, the, the uh, initialism is IOTWReport.com. Yes, IOwnTheWorldReport.com. The initialism, which I'll hopefully forget. <laughs> uh, then we got uh, Asshole Consulting. I am, I am, this came up here. I took the note, it was so good. A kid emailed me, he says, You're the dark knight of advice columns. I'm like, fucking hell, that goes right up there. And then another one says, I'm the Ikea of consultants. So if you want the Dark Knight of advice columns or the Ikea of consultants, go to assholeconsulting.com where I, the world's only professional asshole, will answer your questions. And unlike what we were talking about before where people just want to feed you drama but not solve your problem. He does not feed you narcissism. No, I want to solve your fucking problem and then I want you to go to fuck away until you have a completely new problem. Then you can come back and talk to me. Which has happened. I get a lot of repeat business. But it's a completely new problem. I've never once, that's one that I think about, I've never once had someone say, yeah, I still have the same problem. i got to imagine if you're a psychologist, that's got to piss you the fuck off. Well, you just had a conversation with your client a week ago, they came back, and they had the exact same fucking problem and didn't implement it. You know what, I don't think it does. I think most psychologists, because, listen, I've been doing a bit of life coaching for a while. You know. And, um, the thing that pisses me off, he's actually a normal guy, but he thinks he's mental. Because the system told him he was mental because oh. they get a paycheck and then he gets a paycheck from the government and the oh. government gets a paycheck for giving him a paycheck. Sure. And, and everybody's... Everybody's happy because he's miserable. Right. And the the psychologists... Now, again, I'm not there for the meetings. No. And I've been, I've been smacking him verbally saying, like, hey, listen, buddy, if you're going to go to the psychologist, at least get what you can out of it. Right. Listen to them. But the psychologists are mainly there... To pretend that they don't have mental problems because they deal with worse mental problems. Mm. When most people that take psychology do it because they're mentally ill in the first place. Yeah. I, it, you know, I am no therapist. And that's why when there are genuine mental problems or something that's I'm like, dude, I can't help you, you gotta go talk to a therapist. But by God, I love eating their lunch. Because I've had multiple people come in now and tell me, you know, dude, you know, your 15-minute video was infinitely better than two years of therapy. It's like, yeah, because a therapist, one, I doubt they have the intellectual capacity to help you. Two, I think the entire study is fucking bullshit, unless you're talking like, you know, profiling murderers or something like that, uh, and then or neurology. Uh, and three, they have no fucking incentive to solve your problem. 
yeah, and listen, quite frankly, 90%. Like, people that go to, to, go to a therapist say, I feel miserable. Uh, welcome to the modern yeah. <laughs> world. This world sucks. Okay, this world is atrocious. You've been watching too much Friends, haven't you? It's... You've been watching too much Under the Kisseltoe. Yes. <laughs> the, this this world is... In, yeah, and, and because of... Seriously, this... And by, by the way, Aaron, you've got such a cool place that you live that you actually... Like, I've seen at least a half dozen real human beings out there, not just skin suits, like actual human beings with eyes. Yes. Amazing place, but it's rare. Yes, of course you feel miserable. People are sick. They are numbing their pain with SSRIs and opiates and, and alcohol. And drugs, and, and, right, yep. Yeah, and, and meaningless sex and and video games. Uh, you're not going to win me on that meaningless. I, 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 you're not going to win. It's fun. It's like, oh, that was meaningless chocolate. It's like, well, no. <laughs> that was great chocolate. Oh, that was meaningless rumplements. No, it was pretty meaningful. It's... All right, let's get through the rest of it. Uh, if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, you can. It's $100 a month. I have an estimated 3,000 listeners weekly. Uh, I actually looked that up on the RSS feeds. Like, how do you account? Because, like, SoundCloud will say you have this many downloads, but then that doesn't include RSS feed down. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I count? And someone said multiply by three. I'm just going to be conservative and multiply by two. And so, anyway, we have about 3,000 listeners weekly, 28,000 approaching on YouTube. And then I don't know how many people about, oh, Five to six hundred readers a day on the blog. Anyway, if you'd like to advertise on this online media empire, you may for a hundred dollars a month. I have no minimum. We just do one month. If you make money, cool. We could do another month. If cool, we keep on going as long as you are making money. Because I want you to make money. I am not the baby boomer radio, television, old media industry. Which we gotta advertise with this for at least six months at a thousand dollars a month. Nope. I'm here only if you make money. So contact me through my blog. Uh, Chad Elkins at ElkinsCPA.com. If you need an accountant, which you're going to need in about three days, and that's when uh, tax season starts, do not. Here, look. You want to get on the good side of Chad Elkins. You want to get your taxes done and make it so you're not a royal pain in the ass. Be the first to get your taxes done. Get everything organized. That's what I do January 1st after everyone's sobering up. I go through and I start doing my... Um, my receipts, I start organizing everything, and then all I'm waiting for, well, I don't even think, yeah, I got to wait for my 1099s, that's why, because I don't have W-2s, I got 1099s, uh, but uh, if you need an account this year, contact Chad at elkincpa.com, let him know that the captain said you, dog, get away from the door. Nope. Did you get more ice or something? Yep. Or snow? Did you be a nonsense? No, the door was open, it's freezing up here. <clears throat> Sorry, I was just being a sec. I know you're from Canada, and to the you, it's balmy weather the out there. Oh no, play! You can slam the door. Um, and it's only Chad Elkins where I have, it's not like he's a real sponsor or anything. He too is like where it's like free lodging. I'm like, dude, just give me free lodging. I don't care. It's <laughs> that he actually happens to be a really good CPA. So anyway, uh, ElkinsCPA.com. Go there and visit. Uh, then we have the world of extraordinary podcasters. Uh, we have 405media.com. That's our good buddy John Grant. Uh, he has a, a, a station of podcasts, so uh, it's not just it's the the four or five media is not the podcast. There's a whole schedule of podcasts over there, so you can get plenty of options if you're sick and tired of listening to my, you know, me flap my guns. Uh, the world of Lori Zook, spelled Z O O C K. She's very easy to look up. You can find her uh, Podomatic. 
Uh, I think she's on vacation, though, even though it is the Christmas season. Uh, the Financial Survival Network with Carrie Lutz. Go to FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Learn about finance. Learn about precious metals. Learn about currency and debt. Canto Talk with Silvio Canto, who's enjoying much warmer weather down in Dallas, Texas, than poor old Clary. Anyway, Canto Talk, C-A-N-T-O. You can find that on blogtalkradio.com. He also has a book, Cubanos in Wisconsin. It's about when he left Cuba when he was 10 years old as the communist piece of verminous scum took over. You, you gave me a copy of that, didn't you? Did I? I think you did. I, it, Read through it. My, haven't haven't got around to it yet, but... It's good. It's it's because it's it's written from his memories as a ten year old boy and what they had to do to get out. Of it. I've only been half unpacked for the past six months. So, <laughs> uh, go to Saint Lycus at blowmeuptom.com. We all know Tom Lycus. He is the original father, our father who art in Los Angeles. Blow me up, Tom. Uh, so you could go to blowmeuptom.com and also if you're looking to advertise, if you're an entrepreneur, I cannot recommend. Tom like is enough. I actually owe him and um, I advertised on his his channel. Yep. I had good results. Yeah, no, it, it, him and what's the other name? Uh, PJ Media. Uh, I love uh, Doctor P- Glenn and Doctor Helen. If it weren't for those three people, I you wouldn't even know who I am. I mean, I'd be I'd be having to work a real job. So I do. <clears throat> please go and uh, give them your support uh, because they are very good. Uh, Cynical Libertarian Society, uh, go to sinlibsoch.com. Be prepared to be insulted and cursing and swearing. You know about him? No, no. He, he's got a great podcast. Like, and I'm starting to go through the archive. And he's been podcasting for 12 years now. He does no social media, no advertising. <laughs> he's got all, he's got the product. He just doesn't know how to get it to market. So that's why I plug him. Um, <clears throat> and it's kind of like, come on. No, you, you need... You know what? I've got about 18 hours of driving, so I'm going to be downloading some of these. Download a ton of them. Uh, Who are these Black Brigade fellows? Black Brigade. Oh, the Black Brigade. Well, it's not fellows. It's just DT. The man uh, is off doing his own podcast now. Oh, really? Yeah, but blackbrigade.org. And I didn't, well. I've been completely, barely on, like, seriously. My life has been, folks, I'm sorry I haven't produced much content lately. My focus. You've been living out of a car for pretty much. It's been, it's been, yeah, absolute nonsense. The... We're going to do a little bit of asshole consulting or just me being myself because I don't have time for lies or patience. These guys fucked it up. They had a good thing going. Uh, and if you're going to do a blog, or I'm sorry, a podcast, okay, maybe you missed a week because it's your birthday, or maybe you missed a week because someone's dying, or maybe you missed a week because it's vacation time. We all understand that. They put shut it down, and then they didn't tell nobody they were starting it up again. And then they're wondering, gee, why gee, brain? What are we going to do tonight? I don't know, Pinky. You, that's why you have like 20% of your original, because nobody knows that they're back. Now, I'm telling people again, blackbrigade.org is back up with DT. So you could go ahead and listen to that. Um, and that's the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. Uh, then we have Academic Composition, academiccomposition.com. If you need someone to do your homework, write your papers this upcoming semester in college, go to academiccomposition.com, where Alex and his crackpot team of staff writers will write your papers for you. He is also looking to hire people to advertise and write. So if you want to work from a laptop or something, go to academiccomposition.com. Contact Alex. Let him know that the captain sent you. We have jimfear138.blogspot.com and undertowaudio.com. Both are two young gentlemen who are doing audio recording. David Serini at stairsattheworld.com. When you get back to your offices in Calgary, are you going to start recording again? or You know, I am thinking about launching a new podcast, going to the whole... I might even try and figure out how that 
iTunes thing works. Well, just go through SoundCloud. It's easier. So, I, you know what? It's I think it's the Lib Sync, Libsyn, Libsys. Yep. There's Podomatic, there's SoundCloud, and there's Libsyn or something like that. These are the ones that host your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Go through that one. Podomatic, never go through it. Fucking, they do not have their shit together. SoundCloud's good, but then they started fucking around with the download button where, you, oh, you have to log in through Facebook. Oh, and Lord, it's like, yeah, you know, insane. fuck you. Yeah, so, but I found a, a workaround. Like, I don't link to the SoundCloud site. I link to the RSS feed in the direct MP3 file so people go directly there. So, Lord know, that's why I'm kind of like, well, maybe I got more downloads than I do people going actually SoundCloud. Um, anyway, so if you need some recording, voice recording work done, go to these gentlemen, jimfear138.blogspot.com. Undertowaudio.com and contact David at staresattheworld.com. Uh, Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. If you are looking for a book to read and you don't know what, well, give this website a shot. Instagram.com slash ultimate reading list. Max, our good friend over there, has compiled a reading list and he must have compiled a good one because he has 28,000 followers on an Instagram account. Now, I don't know how that happens, but that probably has something to do with Japanese tentacle porn or some young shit that you kids started doing and I don't know what it is with Instagram, or how you can even get 28,000 followers on Instagram. He has it, though, and I've advertised on his site. I still advertise on his site, and it's worth every penny. If you're interested, contact Max by emailing him at max at wooter.co. It's not com, it's .co. So max at wooter, spelled W-O-O-T-E-R dot co. Hey, I'll be, uh, I'll be contacting him for when the current book is done. Yes. Let us know the the non-fiction one. The non-fiction one. Let us know when it comes up. Uh, If you're bored and you want to follow the old captain, go to gab.ai and minds.com. Those are the replacements for Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Or, well, Facebook and Twitter will still be around, but if you want to have, like... I think Twitter's going to be dead pretty soon, honestly. Ah, they got it. They'll keep getting bailed out. I mean, like, the markets can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. Right, but they could keep getting bailed out. I I, I predict I mean, George Soros has a lot of money. He seized it from all the Jews. Right. I'm saying the the uh, Twitter could get bailed out, as I predicted, by a uh, large media company that wants a press release mechanism. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just going to be an expense to them. It's not an investment. Uh, and that, So it, I think it will be around, but <clears throat> once it's bought out, you'll say, oh, that's the company that owns it? Fuck it. We don't care anymore. Um, anyway, so you can go to gab.ai and minds.com. Follow me over there. Then we have my two classes, uh, the analysis evaluation of stocks and then stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. Uh, if you're interested in finding those bo- uh, classes, just go online and search the title. They're offered at hundreds of different locations and community centers and libraries and all that other stuff. Uh, it's online, so take it wherever it's cheapest. Uh, just search the titles, the analysis evaluation of stocks, if you want to learn how to analyze and value stocks. And then stocks, bonds, investing, oh my. And then I had fan mail somewhere. Actually, before the fan mail, let me let me toss, uh, if you don't mind, the book on top of your reading list. Because this relates to what we were talking about earlier. Mm. Nivsquam by Anne oh, Sturzinger. Oh, Anne Sturzinger, yeah. Yes, which I will be doing the audiobook for. Oh, cool. Um, this book is about these monsters in skin suits. And... Really protecting yourself from these people, staying away from the these. What predators. the hell are skin suits? You've been saying this all. The, what is a skin oh, suit? I mean, like some people, they look like people. Yeah. But really, it's just a skin suit they're wearing. Inside, there's just this little atomic Evil bomb. 
Okay. The lizard person. There's uh, Hannibal Lecter inside of there. Okay. They, they, they have all the simulated emotions. They act like real people, but they're not real people. So they're just dicks. Very intelligent and okay. manipulative dicks. All right. Uh, I'm wondering if I want to read this. Actual. Uh, no, I don't know why I printed off. Mail. No, well, I have fan mail, but then and I don't know why I printed it here. Throw that in the garbage over there. I think I printed that for some other reasons, and it was very long. I could have swore I had an email here. No, I don't. I guess I didn't have fan mail. Nobody loves me. You know what's even worse? Nobody hates me. I used to get hate mail regularly and uh, not so much anymore. Wait a minute. Is this it? Oh, here it is. Fan mail letter. Wait, Nolan. Did I already read this one? It was Nolan16. Aaron, I want to thank you for the videos you made. You taught me skills. Podcast on the phone. On your channel. Plan A, Roxy. I'm taking journalism class right now. Took an A at 42. Not just good event. I don't think I read this one. Um, we'll read it. Then I can throw it off. By. I apologize I've read this before, but I don't think I did. Uh, Aaron, I want to thank you for all the videos you made. Uh, they've taught me more about life, college, and finances than K through college ever, uh, K through 12 will ever do. Your podcast and your blog helped me get through the school day as I sit through near worthless classes. If I had not found your channel, I would be soaking up academia's bullshit and wanted major criminal justice. Oh, that's a worthless degree. <clears throat> now I am really looking towards the military. If you recall, if I recall, you said that if you were to do it all over again, you would join the military. Yes. Plan A is to get into the ROTC scholarship worth $108,000 to commission as an officer near the Army or the Air Force, whichever branch will pay the bill. Plan B is to enlist in the Army or the Air Force. The job I'm looking at is military intelligence. Yeah, well, you and all the other kids are going into the military. I'm taking a journalism class in high school right now. Wait, actually, let me toss something out. Yeah, well, you're military. Uh, if, if you want to be military intelligence, you need to be the sort of person. Because I've got a friend that's ex-military mm -hmm. intel. And he's still doing intel now that right. he's a civilian. He's just freelance right. intel. Great guy. Um, but you have to be the sort of anal motherfucker that wants to subscribe to 30 different Black Lives Matter protest Twitters and keep track of all of them to figure out what's going on. Like what the, the chatter is oh, over on the okay. Taliban circuit. Like I, I will tell you right now, I am not that sort of person. It makes my eyes cross. I... Cannot keep track of all that stuff. I would be terrible, terrible, terrible at military. You want to talk about hating your job. Like, you know. <laughs> hey, you know what? If, if you can... Here's the thing. I, I can look at a, an automotive engine and envision it in my head and see all the different ways it might be broken and then it winnowed them down until I'm like, oh, this is what's wrong with it. Some Like, that's easy for me. That would be absolute hell for other people. Mm. Uh, same thing, like, I can do advanced mathematics, uh, accounting, I cannot do to save my freaking life because it gives me a headache. Mm -hmm. So if you don't mind, if you're able to keep lots of moving variables in your head, lots of different, like, you're tracking all these Twitter accounts, like, oh, hey, this guy knows this oh, guy. Hey, this guy. piece it together. Then go military intel. Otherwise, find something else because it's not for you. Yeah. It, it's a very, um, I don't want to say anal, but it's a very detail-oriented sort of a job. Yeah. Whereas I'm infantry, I like kicking doors down. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm taking journalism class in high school right now. Yeah, I know. I signed up for it before I had your insight. We just write articles for the monthly newspaper, school newspaper. 
I have no idea how this can be a four-year major. It can't. That's yeah. He's exactly got it right there. It's it's not. And I bet you in this class they don't teach you anything like verifying sources, uh, confirming sources, uh, intellectual honesty or integrity. It's just you're gonna write in it while we care about global warming. Everything's clickbait these days. The class is full of people who want to major in political science, communications, journalism, etc. There is only one kid who wants to study engineering. After this girl said she wanted to attend an art institute's... Oh, and that's a... He capitalized it. That's the art institute's. That is a scam school. That one, I think, is getting sued, too. Um, I'm surprised they're still in business. I laughed so hard inside. Instead of telling her how bad the school was, I just thought about a quote from your videos. Let reality punish the left. Oh, and I can't forget about the girl with pink and purple hair. Can you guess what presidential candidate she supported? Uh, I also wanted to share my math story with you. I took Algebra 1 and got an 82% final grade. All through high school, I thought I was just not good at math. You kicked my ass and got me out of that mindset. Good no for you. There we go. And, and but listen, listen, brother. Algebra, math is taught in a really messed up way. Teachers uh, suck. Uh, Teachers suck. Algebra is necessary, but it's also the least sexy part of math. And they don't even tell you that math gets sexy until, until like, later grade on. 12. Mm-hmm. If you do an advanced college course, they start to show you a little bit of the sexiness of mathematics. Or it's power and what it can do. Yeah. yeah but no, it's... It, it, and the other thing with math is there was no fucking reason I shouldn't have been doing calculus by the ninth or, eight, or 10th grade. But yeah, we it, have to slow it down for all the fucktards in the school. And then, then it would have been like, oh, we could build a rocket... I mean, you, you you know, 12 years, 13 years if you include you, you kindergarten. You don't think you could learn how to build rockets in 13 years' time? You know what? I was, um, when I was drunk the other night, uh, which night do you mean, Davis? I mean, like, the other night, um, I was ranting about how much I hate uh, double-booking accounting because it is nothing but a, it's arithmetic dumbed down for people so that anybody can do it. Mm. And it, it's sort of like uh, if you're making a kids' TV program, you need to be able to dumb things down for the kiddies, but still make a good program. Um, so your your lovely woman is able to tolerate the fact that you know uh, double is it double column, double bookkeeping, whatever accounting, double they, book, uh, double accounting, or double double entry. Double yeah, double entry, entry double entry bookkeeping. It is dumbed down. It was actually a brilliant invention. It's a it's brilliant idea, 1450 yeah. 1450 it was invented, yep. somewhere around there. Irish, uh, Italian monks or bankers or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it, it is brilliant, but it's so... They, they dumb it down so much it makes my brain hurt. Right. It's like, I want to go 80 in a Maserati, and I'm in a 30 <laughs> school zone. It, the stuff... I mean, I look back in high school and college, and every once in a while there were gems in there that they were trying to teach us, but because I had just sat through fucking my... 20th English class, Ugh. you know, and someone's telling me the difference between an initialism and an acronym, and I, I mean, Well, and, I, and by the way, Anne and I, as much as, like, we had oh, a whole geez, conversation about, Anne. Aaron Clary needs to start using grammar correctly. At the same time, we were saying how much we hate the persnickety, and she said that word intentionally because she knew that I knew the word, and that we wouldn't even have to discuss the fact that we both knew the word, even though nobody all else right, knows right. that word. I got an idea. I got an idea. Listen, splitting an... I'm going to quote Ann Sturzinger. Splitting an infinitive is not a grammatical error because English is a Germanic language. It just happens to use Latin grammar. So suck it to boldly go where man has never gone before is correct grammar in English. And you guys wonder why you don't have... Are you sure you guys shouldn't start dating? What was was the book? She has a very wonderful boyfriend. 
Oh, she does have a boyfriend now? Oh, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Anyway, um, I will cut you guys a deal. What was the book that she edited for me that she was complaining about? Was that Curse of the High IQ? Because it's Curse of the High IQ, you really should have, like, perfect. All right. Hang on. Here's the deal. When your two books have the exact same amount of reviews on Amazon combined as that book, then I will go ahead and start taking grammar. Okay, do Deal? SJW hate comments count as reviews? <laughs> uh, yes. Well, wait a minute. You mean like they'd have to read it? You're not still getting hate comment reviews. Uh, you know, I don't actually check Amazon that yeah, often. I mean, yeah, okay. When you guys have a combined review commentary, indication oh, of sales. Ser- Aaron, it's just a little bit of polish. No, no, just, no. I had to deal it's with like, these, it's like you put these the boot Nazis. Black. These fucking cunt Nazis who don't... I've, I've looked up my teachers. You know where they are? Nowhere on the internet because they never wrote fucking nothing. Now, I've Listen, done... Here, here's the thing. Uh, grammar is actually crucial to correct thought and it, 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 it's, a, it's a foundation for logic. All these kids, logic. I've, I've saved thousands of lives. They know what... They're, they're, there was no confusion. Because I and and there there or or although I do try and catch those. Dude, it is it's you you fixed thousands of tanks mm-hmm. using an imperial wrench set when yeah. they were actually designed for metric. Right. Imagine if you had a metric wrench set. How effective? Are the you'd tanks be. firing at the Russians? Um, is it working? Are they rolling off the assembly line? Good. Thank you very much. You know what? Uh, the grammar is actually a huge part All of right, what the yeah. lack of grammar. Well, okay, Mom. This is coming up in the next uh, book. Okay. You know, this is the one segment my mom probably likes. She's like, yes, that's right. You tell me. All right. Where were we? I then, <laughs> uh, Now math is one of my strongest subjects. I yeah. then took Algebra 2 and got a 95% final grade. Good. I just used my mornings to do practice problems and reviewed twice before tests. Imagine that. You fucking study. I'm currently taking geometry, and next year we'll be taking college algebra trigonometry. You, oh, this is where the Dark Knight column came in. You are the Dark Knight of advice columns and a guidance. Uh, the guidance school doesn't give. I hope to buy some uh, books and a video request from you in the future. Have a very happy Christmas, Aaron. Well, thank you very much, Nolan. I appreciate that. And you know what? I don't think he's going to need asshole consulting. He's 17 years or 16 years old. And if he's following and catching up on this stuff right now, he ain't going to make the mistakes that 20, th- 10 years from now he's going to need help because he screwed up or thinking about killing his family off. Yeah, exactly. The only difficulty is he's going to be lonely because everybody else is watching everybody whatever here. Friends is now. You know what? You know what? Fine. He'll be lonely, but he'll find himself quality friends. He won't be lonely. Not in college. Not <laughs> he won't be that sort of not lonely. Not that lonely. Once you get out of college, things get a little bit different. Like, where'd everyone go? Uh, all right, and then uh, we did family. All right, that's it, guys. That's it for the podcast. Subscribe, vote, comment, share, like. Share before you like. Oh, man, I really like what Aaron Clear. Share it, you fucking bastard. Make sure you check your nuts. Check your nuts. Check for testicular cancer. It's the most easily curable, preventable form of cancer out there for men. Ladies, check your boobies. And if you have a significant under your check life. Check his prostate. Ladies, go and check his nuts. <laughs> man, you check her boobies. And then, yeah, go get your prostate checked if you're, like, uh, 40 or older and you haven't had it done. Um, we got that. And then Make sure uh, you get a very pretty nurse to do it. Now the doc, Ooh, lassie! The, the doc does it. Uh, and that's it. Uh, go to the blog, the YouTube channel, Asshole Consulting, tell friends, all that. We'll catch up with you kids later. Toodles.